Hello, spacers. Welcome to Starlight, a space opera. I'm Isaac, your host and GM for the adventures ahead. This show, whether you're watching or listening, is a labor of love and one that we want to make the best for you. So if you can, take a moment to freely subscribe or share however is most comfortable for you. Thanks. Now let's plot a course to Starlight. Hey guys, welcome back to Starlight, a D&D space adventure. I'm joined by the best friends that you could ever have. Well, one of them is the most amazing wife. To my right, we have... Courtney Yorks, I'm playing McKenna Ali. And to my left... Uh, Sam Williams, <laughs> playing Clive Jensen. And that leaves only one other. I think you're playing Atlas. All right. Let's get into it. Neuralink, please access most recent events from my memory bank. Accessing. Having met with Warden Yip, the three spacers were presented with a request. Help the Warden unearth the source of the disturbances in the prison mines in return for credits and destruction of Clive's muddied records. Accepting... The three heroes met with the prisoner foreman, Crank, who outfitted them with supplies and introduced them to the only live survivor from the mines, a half-elf named Selby. Mind wrecked by whatever he had encountered, the Loxodon McKenna Ali hacked into Selby's Neuralink's databank, only to discover a dangerous husk-taker and a mysterious cavern full of the raw fuel source known as the Ioun Crystals. Descending below, they embarked on what seems to be a deadly favor. Memories retrieved. As you guys find yourselves in this cavern, warm, fetid, Crank is on like his back, hands kind of lifting him up just a little bit as he breathes heavily. Oh, that was close. The last of the husk taker, this rock-like carpused insect, just kind of has its last dying wriggle type. I don't want to say like a like a spasm, and then it falls silent and quiet. And we start with McKenna's ears peeking up in her gaze looking around. Everyone, get down. Get down, get down. What, what is it? What's going on? There's something coming. I knew, I knew coming here was a bad idea. Where? Where should we go? Everyone, we need to hide. Everyone, make a, make a survival check. Find somewhere to hide. 17 plus 219. Okay. 
there's a space big enough to fit just you, you that you can hide behind. I got it. 22. 22. You find a space that can fit all three, you, Crank, and a Clive. Everyone, please go ahead and make a stealth roll. Thirteen. Eighteen. Stealth? Yeah, eighteen. Alright, so Atlas is eighteen. You guys all kind of scramble up into the various pocket holes of the, the asteroid's core where this mine is. And you all kind of calm your breath, waiting. You hear these growing, skittering footsteps. seems to be coming from the funnel-ended entrance on the other side of the cavern that leads further into this mine, this this cavern complex. And you hear just this ever so soft... Starts to grow a little bit louder, the skittering, the moving, and it slows down. From where you guys are, hiding... You just ever so slightly see this dark, hulking shape. It easily towers over what would be McKenna's height, and it walks on long legs. It's a carpist, almost completely like bone-white spider, eyes red. There's four of them in the front, two on the sides, and a huge almost stinger where the abdomen or the web area should be, uh, along with two small holes for allowing uh, spinning of webs. And it kind of steps into the glowing light of the tubes and just... Once it comes to the center of the room, it pauses, trying to feel, sense, anything that would alert it to the disturbance. Turns both ways. And then you just see in a flash of light as it goes and it disappears. It blinks out. Or the DM. This is not, I'm not saying this as Alice. Uh, does it look when you said blinked? Does it look like it like, like, like blinked away, or do it look like kind of like faded? Like it's like faded away, kind of. No, it was a very quick blink. Uh, there was any? Was there any flash of light or anything, or no? A very light bluish flash of light. Okay. I was gonna stand up. I don't know what to do. I'm hiding. Frank, have you? Have you ever seen anything like that down here before? No. No. <laughs> and go ahead and make a perception check, Clive. With advantage. You catch the strong smell of ammonia and you see a huge, huge thing of paint that's just stained through the clothes. True man. Oh, that's just lovely. Well, it appears that uh, whatever this thing was is gone now. You're not going to make me go that way. Are you? Well, 
Jenna, is that the direction that, uh... You have no clue where I am. I am still hiding. <laughs> I mean, you, you would have seen you kind of probably run in a certain direction. Do not give me away, Clive Jensen. I was going to start walking, like, getting up and walking towards, like, the... Because the opening opened, right? To the thing that, the, uh... So it, it, it was an already, like, open area. It's just, like, a funnel entrance. I know, but Clank put in a code, right? Oh, yeah. So you can hear just, like, a very faint, just, like, vi- like light vibration um, of some sort of, like, pulse that's supposed to repel husk takers. And as you start walking towards it, Crank uh, turns to Clive, and he goes, ah, I don't understand. I put the code in right. I, it should have re- it should have kept him away. I, I didn't. Didn't mess it up. Oh God! What have we got ourselves into? Have I ever seen something like this before? Make a biology check. That would be a seven. No, no, this is unique. Okay. Nothing should be able to do that. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna get anywhere. Just sitting here hiding in this hole if there's this thing has, has disappeared or whatever it has done so I suggest we uh, we start either making our way back or continue our mission to find out what's going on with these crystals yeah there is no way Alice just likes to say that McKenna that Courtney or McKenna would walk towards the direction that thing came from when it just turned invisible with, that, with his axe like, on his back and he had his like cigarette and everything, he's starting to like walk towards like the, towards the funnel. Towards the funnel. Okay. So you guys watch as Atlas is just like pushing ahead. It's very like, gotta get this job done. And he almost looks as if he's kind of like he has other things on his mind. He's like not really focused too much on this. Well, <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out with the uh, with Atlas here. Can I, you can. Uh, you can stay or go I'll, with us or I'll stay with you. McKenna, I'll stay. Um I don't think that you and I should be alone. I don't like spiders. I don't like being underground. I don't like fighting. I really don't want to do this. And I actually come up to you, Alice, and try to hold your hand. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, I'm scared. Alice is gonna like, literally truly just, like, away. <laughs> so Alice just moves his hand to the side, just very cold, methodically, like, don't even try. Clive, will you hold my hand, please? <laughs> well, I mean... I, I, I guess if, if that will make you more comfortable, uh, I, I will say you you do look a bit more intimidating than I do. So maybe I should be hiding behind you. But you know, whatever, whatever keeps us moving. Thanks. And I'll stay here. Nope. No planks. And I grab Clank's shoulder and I like start pulling the board with me. Crank. He's just getting kind of dragged along by Crank, right? Crank. Yes. It didn't go invisible right here. It's probably following us. You guys do recognize that, correct? Or it's walking right in front of us. Real quick, Will. I know danger senses for like dexterity and stuff. 
Um, but could they help me with any type of perception? Like, just notice or feel as if anything's, like, around? So it's just for traps and spell effects. Anything, yeah, anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, traps and spells, and you to, get... Depending on the attack, like, yeah. if it were to ambush you, I might term it as a trap depending on the setup of it, potentially. But for an outright, like, if it was, like, a sneak attack, no, no way. Okay. Can I do a perception or an insight on our surrounding yeah, go environment ahead. to see if anything's changing? Yeah, make a... Make an insight check on that. Perfect. That would be a 13. So as you guys are heading deeper in, you're kind of paying attention. Again, nothing's changing, but suddenly, where you kind of like, as you're about to leave, you you realize that suddenly those bodies hanging from the ceiling make sense. And not only that, it seems that the tunnel is becoming more, it's large enough to fit that thing, but in some spots it like gets super thin, where that spider taker shouldn't have fit through. Uh, but in terms of like getting anything out of the environment, there's nothing. It appears to more or less just be a, a cavern, but it's growing warmer. Alright. You eventually continue traveling and you come to a a dead end. Except that it's not a dead end. There is a mass of webs. And the only reason you know that it's a mass of webs. So you can't see the webs themselves. You see bodies stuck in them. And it is completely covered the entrance area of that goes in the next cavern. About 20 feet up, there is a, there's a hole that it looks like that creature was able to, like, almost like a funnel web, walk through. Is this... Does this look like what Selby saw? This looks like the entrance that Selby saw. As a matter of fact, why don't you make a perception check? Uh, that would be a... 18. You recognize one of the bodies. The one that got stuck in midair while they were running. Watch. Well, cranked. Uh, it looks like we found the uh, the other prisoners. I'm next to Clive, for the record. Where's my boy, Crank? <laughs> so Crank is kind of like behind you, and he's just like bad, bad Pujo. You know what? Also, too, uh. Is like when we were walking down, as I was saying, when he was blowing out smoke, I just wanted, like, as a way of doing it, because it's obviously it's pretty thick smoke, seeing if it was ever to, like, disturb while, like, going through. Because obviously it's still air, I'm assuming, right in the cavern. Yeah, yeah no, that's a cool idea. Um, and seeing if it, anything, like, started to go around anything like that. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and make a perception roll with that. And you can do it with advantage. Thank you. <laughs> Double threes? Mm. You don't no, really, you don't really get anything out of it. But as you guys are kind of there on the edge of this web, there's another like light blue flash, but you can see it dully through the webbing on the other side, and you just see this shape of the spider walking around, and you can hear it kind of in the other side of the cavern. I want to go back. I can hear it. You can hear it. Just, right, just I'm going to blast one of my like, shots at it through the house. Whoa. Oh, no. 
Hold up. Now before we do that, it did give us all of these explosives. I'm no explosive expert or anything like that, but uh, this may seem, this seems to me like the best opportunity we have to get some sort of surprise on this, this creature. We just heard it. We can't see it? Yeah, you can't see it. There's nothing we can see. No, it's, uh, when you walked up, it's like, no. you can't see the web because, but yeah. it's not see-through. It's more of like looking at a cloud of, like, mist almost, but now you realize it's webbing, like, thick it's webbing. Yeah, and then the reason that we could, so we didn't see any movement, we saw, we just heard it. Yeah, you, there was the flash, gave you a brief shadow of it walking around in there, and then when the flash kind of faded away, all you can now hear it, you, all you can do is now hear it. And as you're, like, on the edge of it, there's a smell of decaying flesh, awful, and something indiscernible. The air is ever, like, warmer here, and just even through the floor itself, you're not sure if this is the husk taker or what, but there's just these deep, reverberating pulses of... If we peer through the the gap in the top of the webbing, do we see the crystals on the other side? How are you going to get up there? It's 20 feet up. Well. And it's it's in the... So the webbing is about 20 feet across, and, uh, across the entrance. So... And the hole is about centered. How did Selby get out? Selby would run through it. But now it's blocked off and it wasn't blocked off before? Potentially. That's probably the most probable thing. So this spider has recently come in this place. Courtney and the kind of really hate spiders. Now as you're just standing there, you hear the sound of this You're not sure what that is, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, man, I really don't want to go in there either, but uh... Explosive work. Yeah, I, uh, well... Well also, because are we obviously talking, like, talking quietly? Um, I don't know how far away we are, but if we use explosives, do we know how it reacts to the ion crystals? If it's something explodes near it? I'm gonna say that since you don't even know anything about the ion crystals, probably don't know anything yeah. about it. Crank has no disagreement on using explosives. Right? Crank is not happy yeah, to be I'm there, but at the same time, he's just like, we're gonna do this. I- I'm with Clive. Light the fucker up. I say we just throw all this shit in there. All of it? It's in the room that we believe the crystals are in anyway, which is the reason we brought the the explosives. Take out the spider thing, take out the crystals. Is this the room the crystals are in? You don't know. I mean, from what your memories, it's further past this room. I think we have a ways to go after this, though. I don't think it stops here. How many explosives do we have? You, uh, Crank opens the case. Inside, you see six, um, small orbs with red little buttons on them. They're orbs? Yeah, they're in the and shape of orbs. there's six of them. There's six of them. Okay. I'm gonna ask Crank real quick. How big of a boom does this make? I mean, 
it's not military grade, but it's enough to. And he kind of points at the wall, and he goes, "It's enough to to, to cause a cave in a little bit there, enough for us to like explode a portion and be able to extract the crystals." So two of these. Alice, you seem to have the better arm of the group. We still don't... Do I see any type of movement in the webs at all anywhere? I want you to go to make a perception check. The sounds of it kind of like come and go. Ten. Ten. You don't see anything, but you get the sense that based off of the sound, you don't know the shape of the room. The odds are definitely difficult. But you can at least maybe get an idea of when it's closer or not, based off the sound. Mm. I think we should do it. We won't use all of our explosives, but... I have an idea. Crank. <laughs> yeah? My boy. Ugh. I don't like that look on your face. No, 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 no. Crank. You're gonna be a hero. He looks at you, looks at no. himself. And pokes one of the feathers I back say, I say it's. I, I say this like I say I'm saying all this, and all I do is I grab Crank, but I just pull a pillow out of his like shirt or whatever. I pull one of the pillows out. Okay, make an initiative roll. Just pull out one of the pillows? Yeah, because he's oh. gonna try and hold it. Oh, okay. The pillow saved his life. Have an idea. That's right. a point. Oh, okay, you get it. He tries to scrabble as he realizes what you're going for, and you pull it out. All right, so with the pillow, and now I'm going to be like, Dark Crank, that's all I need for me. <laughs> and then, with the pillow, and then, wait, are we, like, ready for this explosive? Is everyone ready before I, I do this? Yeah, I would check it, obviously, with them. I am going to toss the pillow first at, like, a certain corner or a certain area of the webbing. Okay. Which is, and then, as soon as I see anything, I, like grab or take the pillow, I'm going to just launch these explosives at <laughs> it. Like, That's really intelligent. Oh, you like that? I like that. combat experience right there. <laughs> Look at that. He's not all brute force after all. <laughs> the crank goes, uh, uh, okay. He, he goes and grabs two of the explosives. There's a small little, like, keypad and he presses a button. He gives them both to you and he goes, here, let that link to your neural link. That's the only way to get them to work. It's a prisoner thing. They make us do it. He hands them to you. Crank as the this you had. And he, oh, it's the best news I've heard all day. And he goes running back to like around the corner, and you can just see him peeking around. <laughs> all right. Well, I ran with him. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. So, well, I guess it's just you and me. All right. So I'm gonna toss, like, <laughs> underhand toss the pillow. A good like. As far as I can really toss it, still being able to see pretty well, but not too close to where it's like right next to us. Okay, so you go, you toss the pillow, and I need you to please go ahead and make an athletics check to right. see if you just get it right where you want it. Don't worry. It. It's a good plan. 22. Oh. 22. All right. It lands in the exact spot you intended, the exact optimal spot that when you launch those grenades, oh, it's gonna light this thing up. So it goes, it hits 
and it you just watch as the webbing just shakes. All the bodies just... And the sound <laughs> stops. It's just like... And then you hear one footstep. And then you hear a fast dart. On the pillow? Coming towards the web, and you just hear this... Go ahead and make a perception roll before you throw it. Oh, come on. Eight. I want you to go ahead and roll an attack roll. Attack roll is like strength of dex. It's a dex based. 90. 90. 17. 90. Alright, there's this brief moment where you actually see just the faint shadow of this thing as it starts to up to the web and you can just see just as one blue ivory white leg reaches through the funnel web that's when you launch it that is uh how would you like to kill it yes oh, phew. <laughs> um I'll let you like take over because obviously it was more. I just like I just basically threw the explosive and then you can kind of tell me how it all right died through the web. So you throw both of them up into the same spot, just as the leg kind of wraps around. The first one lands right next to the leg, gets caught there. Just beep 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 beep. You huck the other one, just as you see two red eyes kind of come up and just as it reaches for the pillow and bolt and it slams into the side of its face just as both explode in this just fiery inferno that throws both you and Clive back to the ground just and the creature just lets out this just and then it cuts off and it's just you blow a hole through the webbing itself and just this huge explosion that sends this yellow as gangrious puffs everywhere it's warm like a good 85 degree nice warmth and it just covers you guys did it cover me because I'm hiding? No, no, you're back around the corner of Crank, and uh, you just see this, this spray of wet, of like guts. This goes out into the hallway. Can I like go up to the like the spider, what's left of it, and see if there's anything I can like get from it? <laughs> Make a survival check. Okay. Hi, this is like trying to brush off this yellow goo. Seventeen. Seventeen. There are like very, very basic things you can get from it. Uh, most like of the, uh, the... Let's say you find, you're able, definitely able to find like a, a half shard of a fang, for sure. Maybe you can make that into something. What about like a venom sack? The venom sack... One is completely destroyed, the other one is punctured and leaking, and maybe you could use a bandage with a medic medicine check to try and like stop it from losing all of it. All the, all the venom within it. So a medicine check? Yep. And you're gonna need to use a bandage from your a bandage? like you're gonna need to use one of your med your med kit things. Alright. Oh one of my med kits? It's fine. I'll do it. Your okay. med kit. So yeah. roll roll a medicine check. What's that? That's a, a nineteen. Nineteen? Okay. Alright. So he gets down onto one knee and immediately like is going through the stuff. Most of the bodies that are up there have also been destroyed and thrown to the side. Uh both towards you and into the interior of wherever it's like clutch layer was uh 
meanwhile, Atlas is wrapping up this this venom sack, and he has like this like staple gun. He's just like <laughs> closing it shut. Now, Atlas. Yep. Why are you doing that? Uh, you never know when you need a good uh, alternative. Okay. Now, Atlas, when you were going through this, the, the corpse of this spider creature, did it all seem organic to you, or was there a possibility? Any- did it seem organic or no? Take a biology check. Also, from my experience with being like with experiments, I was yeah. gonna see if it's been like an experiment, like even a bio, like biological experiment. Yeah, so you can make that with advantage. That's fine. Yeah, okay, cool. Don't forget about that. One. Seventeen and ten. And what right. is this? Okay. Biology. Uh, yeah. Wait, biology? Yeah. Is that? All right. Yeah, it's an intelligence. So like, sixteen actually. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't seem to have been modified or anything, at least in the ways that you're used to. The things that you guys start to notice is that in all, the spider was actually just a pale white, and the faint blue coloration is starting to fade from the bits that are still there. Is that why Selby was, like, albino and pale? Crank looks at you and he goes, I haven't... Selby's been as albino since the day I met him. Okay. Can I hear the humming of anything? Yes, you can still hear the... Perfect, perfect. As you look ahead, you can now see into the entrance of the the cavern from which the husk taker came from. The smells of decay now assaults you. It's almost like gag-worthy. You can see refuse piles of the spider's droppings. You can see bodies strewn about from half-gorged meals, some of which are human, others of which are like attempted meals at trying to eat some of the bots that were sent, and some are other husk takers that it took down. Within, you see that this seems to be its layer. You can see, looking around, again, there's more of those pockmarked holes, but there's bigger ones that seem to have allowed this spider to get in from way up high through one of the tunnel networks. Um, And there's just like, faint webbing here and there, and there is a very, very light. But it's super faint. It draws your attention to the far corner of the room, and there you see four large egg clusters. Well, that's easy. We just sort of expose that them, and then we take care of the problem, and then we can leave. Do you want to kill a defenseless spider? Oh, one hundred. Just, just clarifying from the pacifist. Oh, I am not a pacifist when it comes to spiders. McKenna and spiders have a long history. Alright, so you guys find yourselves within the, the cavern. Mm-hmm. The various debris and things around you. There's the far corner where the brood sack seems to be, and then there's another actual tunnel that leads further into the the, the caverns and the, the, the inner networks of the asteroid. Do the venom sacks seem white also in color? Yes, but they also have like a faint bluish glow. Faint bluish glow. And the more you 
will survey the scene. Can um... Clive? Can you make a perception roll? Uh, ten. As you're kind of walking through, just kicking things away and checking out the disgusting nature of this place, as you get to the tunnel that leads further in, you put your hand against the wall, just casually, and you feel the reverberance of that and it seems to be stronger. Well, so there's nothing else in this room besides the the sack, based on what we can see. From what you can see, it seems to be just the brood sacks and just the layer. There's again, there's there are bots. There's there is like stuff here. Yeah. It's just either covered in webbing or it's like dead or it's destroyed. Well, it appears this isn't the room that our friend Sylvie uh, came across. I'm assuming he went further ahead, but I don't feel comfortable leaving these egg stacks here. If there's even the slightest chance that one of those hatches and we have to deal with another one of those spiders, I just, I don't think that's a good idea. We do have some extra explosives as well. Can't the elephant just, can you just throw some fire on it? Um, I can't just create fire. Do you want me to fire bolt it? Yeah, just spark it a little. I would be happy to. Thank you. Because I hate spiders. I'll give you the otters. So, McKinney, you walk over, raising your hand. I don't get too close. Okay. So the furthest range of way, which is like, I think, 30 feet, right? But you raise your hand and you just watch as these small little nanobots are to kind of come out and already they're kind of starting to spark a little bit of fire. It's 120 feet? 120 feet. So I'm far fire. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. She's in the other room. Uh, 16 plus the spell casting. That would be 19. 19. So immediately <coughs> Roll for damage. Uh, 7. Plus... Should be your... Just, just 7 for fire. fireball. Yeah, if it's, it's, you could add your... Yeah, oh, okay. Intent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. I think it's charisma for uh, sorcerers. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a pulse Oh, there I you go. That was better. 12. That's okay. So you shoot it. Immediately, the sack opens up in the worst smell that you can ever imagine as this thing just blows up. And you watch as, like, probably, honestly, chihuahua-sized spiders start to fall out. And they kind of take one step, just like... <laughs> on fire and they quickly with their soft skin not carpus just curl up in the way that spiders do and roll on their backs dead dead great oh wait that's only one ASAC yes is it only one there's three three I'm gonna do it again what if does it look like this thing can be transported hmm I mean, it's always possible to try. I'm gonna blow it up. Crank looks at you and he's like, uh, "What are you just talking it. about?" I say we throw a grenade at that and just get it done with her. She does what she just did. 
Am I crazy? Oh no, you're not the crazy one. While you're getting ready to do another fireball, he goes trying to gather the bits of his pillow off the side, just trying to stuff what is left, <laughs> half misshapen pillow into his shirt. Go ahead and make just two more spell attacks. Uh, 21 and 8. Okay, go ahead and just roll damage for both. Uh, 13. 13 and 11. Okay. Both of them just same effect. Spill out, curl up, die. Just the last one just echoing as one even like it's only partly on fire and it walks about 10 feet forward and then eventually just rolls over and the baby spider dies. Well, do you, how, you said they're about chihuahua size? Yes. They're pretty big. Do we have anything means to transport, say, like a little baby spider corpse? Oh, we definitely do. You can, you know, if you can transport a chihuahua, you can transport a baby spider. Okay. Preserving it. Oh, now you want to do keep the spider. Uh, the, the baby spider, not the egg sack. Crank looks about and he goes, Okay. Okay. Let's get the rest of this done with. Alright, well, it appears there's only one other way out of here. The tunnel entrance across the way there, so I suggest we start making our way to it. The way out, it's backwards. Alright, so you start walking into the chamber, and now as you come in through the chamber, it's like there's nothing different or interesting about the tunnel that leads to the next chamber, but once you're there, there's a almost uh, deafening hum, just and there is an entire blue light that is filtering in from a hole up in the wall, rubble, almost making a stairway up to it. Hey, uh, Crank, come check this out. Uh, what? What is it? Oh my god, you guys weren't lying. No. I believe this is this is the source of your problem, the source of Selby's problem. Oh. So what? The plan is to throw some explosives up, not touch it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it appears. Is it safe for us to go up there? I mean, look what it did to Selby. Come, come on, man. Well, in the back. as long as we don't touch it, we should be fine. But if we are just gonna go and throw all the rest of our explosives in there, I suggest we do it before we enter the room. That way, as long as if there's anything in there, we'll take care of it. Agreed. So, third. 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 <laughs> Frank, I can see you're a man of... Just a man. <laughs> well, Alright, listen, do you want to do the honors? We're blowing it up? Blowing it up. And can, can I go up to a thing and see if I can, like, chip off a little bit? The, like stone. Um, all right. Can yeah. I see, like, you want to like crawl up into the room and like take a look and see if you can get some of the the. Sh- Do I know how much this stuff can sell for? Well, this is something that is kept pretty tightly by the guild, mm. and it does go for a high amount on the black market. Do the acers need to use it for anything? Well, the acers will always take some free. Perfect. Then Atlas, um, mm-hmm. before you make the decision to go up there, please keep in mind that this is how Selby went crazy. 
Okay, Selby was frail and a little bit different. So I'm just gonna check it out real quick. I'll come back. I think I'm gonna give you a nickname. Hmm. C2. It's gonna be strongest in the universe for Not your wrong. physique and your <laughs> mentality. Well, I'm gonna so he's gonna like start climbing up some. Uh, but he's not gonna go all the way in, he's gonna poke his head in. Alright, so you start to climb up and you you immediately poke your head up into the room. It's rough cavern shape, re- almost like in general, like s- rectangle-ish. Uh, there's a chasm in the middle of the chamber where the floor kind of ripped open. And that's where you're poking your head up in. It is a bright blue. Mm. The back wall is almost entirely almost like geos this like pointy rough bark like texture but pulsating in deep blue and the moment you look at it I need you to make a charisma saving throw you guys watch as Atlas gets up there just having like you know he's like saying I'll be fine he gets up there and halfway through his sentence it kind of freezes his head kind of looking one way to Christmas? Yep. 19. There's a small voice that says, oh, Come to me. Come. You kind of snap your head away. Look back. Nothing's there. Just the wall reverberating softly. And I don't feel like I'm being forced to do anything as of this instant? No, no, you're not being forced to do anything, but you do now having, like, broken your attention from it. You get a better view of the room, and the room itself is pretty well lit, and that's when you notice there's a slight different, like, hues to the blue Mm -hmm. of the Yayun shards. Mm -hmm. You realize that there's about four shadows, if you will. Almost like, you know, when you drop an atom bomb and someone's shadow gets stuck to a wall. Ooh, okay. You see that of people's shadows mm. stuck to the wall. I see four of them? Four of them. Hmm. So... And it look, does it look like it's in the rough part of the wall, like the geode you said? Yes. Okay. Do I tell which did, like, was the voice just omniscient, or was it, like, in a certain direction? It seemed to be coming from the wall. The wall? Yeah. Um, walk up to the wall. Okay, so you watch as Atlas kind of climbs and pulls himself up. Oh, wait, before I go, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, hey, I'm going to check this out real quick. He calls that back down, gets up, and you walk up to the wall. With my axe out. All right. Now, as you're inspecting it again, you see that these are all roughly humanoid shapes and forms. Shorter than you, but not out of the nature of being Selby's height. And just there's, other than that, there's nothing. There's nothing in the room or right? no, just rubble, just like where you see like that little dais. It's more of just like a natural rise that leads up to the wall. There's nothing like in the ceiling. Gonna make a perception roll. Natural twenty. Ceiling short. There's some pock marks. 
but there's nothing there. Alright, oh, I am going to try to chip away at the wall. I'm gonna see if I can, like, get a piece of the, like, where the shadow is, too. I wanna see if I can get a piece of the stone out. We're gonna lose Alice. I want you to go ahead and make an, make an attack roll. Can I do reckless? You can certainly do reckless. Sorry. It's gonna be so bad. Okay, I said it, so I'm gonna do it. Alright. Six. Plus. What is this? To hit six? Excuse me, that's 22. 22. So you slam. Roll for damage. Uh, it's one plus five, so six. All right. So little shards can fly off. And the moment you hit it, there is almost just <gasps> only you hear this atlas. I need you to make one more charisma saving roll. Seventeen. Seventeen. Again, you get this feeling of like you want to touch it, and when you kind of like yank away from that, there's nothing there. Just some shards that are on the ground. Hey Atlas, you, you find anything up there? Yeah, there's a, looks to be like I can get some of this crystal off, so I'm gonna try it a little bit more. And then, does it look like there's like a hole? Like, am I like making like any, is there something behind the wall, you know? You know when people uh, do that like weird crack? Yeah. See some fat? Yeah, no, it's just like deeper crystal. Like, mm. like it's just pretty thick. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, I'm just gonna pick up the shards. And then what? As you kind of collect the little bits. Nothing else looks different in the room after I broke it. Why don't you make one more perception roll? Okay, because I'm walking out. Okay, okay. Oh, I can't take okay. it. I went too far. Oh, yeah, that is far. Okay. <laughs> Three. Nothing seems different. So you're trying to climb back down. I got, yeah, I'm collecting all the shards. I walk, but like, how much shards do I got? Like enough? Oh, it's just go. like, it's just like a two handfuls. Um, I'll just say, yeah, it's not like... Okay, it's no, like, I'm hacking again. Okay. Yeah, I need, I need, I want to, like, to basically be able to fill, like, a full pocket of, like, a bag, like, a backpack and anything, like a... Atlas. As you go ahead and you start hacking away at it again, you're so busy, you don't notice as one of the shadows moves and the hand stretches out, becomes more corporeal. All you hear is just, again, that voice of... <gasps> The moment your axe strikes the wall again, as his hands are reaching out, I need you to make another Christmas saving roll. Five. <laughs> Please put yourself next to the wall. This is the wall? Uh, just the very end of the, of the, yeah. So, as you, in that moment when you hit that, have that spray, of the crystal kind of coming up and hitting you in the face. You know, there's like that instinctive moment of just closing your eyes just for a second. The hand reaches out and it grabs you. I need you to make a strength saving throw. A strength saving throw? Yes. Do I have advantage on him? No, because I need to be raged, I think, to have advantage on him. Yep. So it starts to pull you. 
Saving throw, the nine plus six. The nine? Yeah, fifteen. All right, so you start to, you you suddenly feel this like hand just reach out, grab you. As you try to open your eyes and you see the shadowy arm reaching out. It starts to pull you. You instinctively pull back, and then the thing just pulls you straight into the wall. Please make a wisdom save and throw. You guys hear from down below as there's the sound of this kum, kum, and then suddenly there's like there's a clatter of his axe being dropped. What was that? Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> and plus two. So Atlas, would you like to yell anything out? There's shadows in the walls. So that's the thing you hear. Shadows in the walls. And Atlas. You look down as half of your body is being pulled into the wall. The morphing of the crystal starting to morph around you. And Crane goes, oh, that doesn't sound good. That is, he, he starts reaching down into the basket, grabbing the grenades. And he goes, we throw them now. We throw them now. And he starts to like kind of shove them into Clive's hands. What are you guys going to do? Uh, you guys Clive's have gonna, much time. Clive's going to hop up there and uh, he's going to run over to uh, Atlas and see if he can help pull him pull him back out. Okay. So the moment you get up there, you see this this shadowy being that has stepped out of the wall. One hand is grabbing uh, Atlas. The other one has walked around just pushing him. What looks gently, but from the way Atlas is struggling, it's not gentle at all. This thing of inhuman strength. Oh man, McKenna, you need to get up here. Wait, is it, is it like a slow process or is it a fast process? It is. Because I was just saying if I had time to rage or not. When we get back to you, yeah, I've got rage. But for you, I need to roll a stealth check because you're going up there and do it with disadvantage since you scrambled up there. Oh, sweet. Uh, that's going to be a 21. All right, the thing doesn't seem to notice you, and you'll get one action before, depending on what you do. What are you going to do? Uh, what does it look like? It's just a shadowy being. You can almost see... You can almost see... Atlas through the other side of it. And it's standing in my way to... It's Atlas. completely covering him. Yes. Oh, crap. Alright. Do I have any of the ex- explosives on me? Uh, yeah, Crank handed you too. Okay, I'm gonna chuck one. Not... <laughs> not here, but on the opposite side to see if I can maybe... maybe uh, Distract him. So like, okay. So judging by the last blast, as blast radius was probably about twenty feet per thing. So you start to press the button as you start It'll to be like right over here. <laughs> <laughs> he is the strongest in the, the universe. Wall. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, sure if it hit him, he'd be okay. Please roll an attack roll. What the heck? Do it, Dex. Dex. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. It hits the wall and just. Go ahead and roll three die six. Wow. <laughs> I got three ones. For All three right. damage. So <laughs> there's like this is like soft things. It's almost like a dud. It just like goes beep, 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 and then it kind of clatters the other way just a little bit, and then it blows up, not doing as much damage to the intended area. The specter of the shadow kind of it's faceless. Frontside form. 
flips around, looking at the explosion, and then what you assume is looking at you with a single glint of red that just goes across the where its eyes would be. Zakina, will you, based off of everything you heard, please roll initiative. 14. All right. Uh, what if I would have... Well, would I have had enough time to rush over to Atlas while the shadowy figure was paying attention to the explosion? Go ahead and roll an initiative roll versus mine. Unnatural 20. I just had a natural 20 as well. I rule in the favor of players. Go ahead. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, I'm going to run over to... Uh, where Atlas is while the shadowy form is focused, or what appears to be focused on the explosion, and see if I can pull him back out. Okay, so you go and you want to basically reach your hand around to Atlas or through the specter. I'm actually just going to go through the specter. Alright, so the moment you stick your hand into it, I am going to need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so you stick your hand through. There's a suddenly cold clamminess that reaches up through your body, and then suddenly the, the coldness goes away. You grab a hold of what of Atlas's jacket. Go ahead and make a strength roll against me. And I'm screaming at Atlas this whole time. Take my attention. Uh, uh, Fourteen. 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 All right. So you're. Atlas slips more from your grip as you're yelling to try and get Atlas. McKenna, you're hearing the echoes of all of this going on down there. Atlas, you just pulled so much, like, so much more, like, it's it's odd because it's a slow death. <laughs> McKenna, you're up. McKenna, you need to get up here. Crank looks at you, he's, his face goes white and he starts running the opposite direction. Crank, you're very smart. As much as I would like to follow you, I won't. I am going to slowly uh, make my way up the ladder. Okay. No, I mean, not slowly, but I am very cautious putting mm-hmm. my head up there. Um, and I'm looking to see what's going on. Seeing that Atlas is being pushed, um, I... So as you get up there, your head starts to get through. The entrance is pretty small. You need to make an acrobatic check if you want to go all the way in. Oh, I got into my okay. head. All right. Just my head. So you get a view. You um, see all this happening. <laughs> and then I'd like to attempt, keeping in mind because not a hands-on fighter, to put these creatures to sleep. All right. With sleep. Okay. What's... Um, specifically the one doing the... Well, I guess I can't see the one pulling in, right? All right. Do you know what I what saving throw I need to make? Or um, do you know the effects of the stuff? I think it's wisdom. Yes. Yes. Not funny. Oh. So, as you just suddenly start to make this like invocation using your technomancy, the creature seems to be unaffected. The pulsating of the wall gets louder. Is that it, McKenna? Time short. I'm gonna go up there, but back McKenna, here. Make an acrobatics. Uh, check. Oh, you can never mind. It. Sorry, actually, I will get it. Sorry. 14. Right. That should be dex. 
Um, the, the 14. All right. You start to squeeze through. You get one shoulder and arm through, and then you get stuck as you're pushing your way through. That's fine. All right. Clive, you're up. Uh, so I'm, am I still pulling? Yeah, you still got a, you got a hold of him. Okay, I'm going to we'll go ahead and roll again. This All right. Pull. That is a nine for me. Eleven. Okay, so you start to pull Atlas out. Atlas is now still being held, but it's almost like this tug of war where Atlas is no longer halfway in the wall and his form as he steps out, like you saw shadows forming in the wall of like Atlas's lower body and his foot comes out and it turns back into his foot. The wall gets a stronger pulsating, just a The specter is still right in front of you, Clive. And is there anything else you're gonna do? Or are you gonna keep a hold? Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep a, is there anything, is there anything close to me that I could tie something to? Um, yeah, I would say go ahead and make a perception check. See if there's an anchor near you. That's an 11, I think. 11? Uh, yeah. 15 total. 15? All right. Yeah, there's something. What do you see? Uh, probably a big, big chunk of crystal or a big rock. I'm going to go ahead and take yeah. my... So there's like a nice, like, geode of, like... Uh, some other type of mineral coming out of the wall. It's not quite the crystal, but it's enough to anchor onto. I'm gonna tie my rope to it and then toss it to toss the other end to Atlas to see if he can uh, grab onto it. Okay, so go ahead and make a survival check uh, as you're tying this rope. Twelve. Uh, so you tie the rope. You do this knot, and you hope it holds, and you throw it to Atlas. Atlas. I need you to roll a dexterity check to see if you catch it. All right, Atlas, this rope comes out. You grab it with one hand. 17, you have it in hand. All right, now the specter that's right in front of you, uh, Clive, it turns with the distraction of you and just reaches out where the face is just, there's nothing to the face. There's a mouth that suddenly opens and it's just an ephemeral blueness within. And it's just (gasps) And when it opens, you hear this faint whisper. Help me, help me. You gotta get me out of here. Help me. Do I recognize that it sounds like Selby? Oh yeah, it sounds just like Selby. The creature grabs onto you and as it grabs onto you, you feel this like faint necrosis just kind of come up through your skin. There is, that is six points of damage. And Clive, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. So you, your skin starts to kind of turn this ashy gray almost like and like with like red shards kind of breaking the scraggles through it the specter that's holding on to atlas starts to pull him forward atlas you're holding the rope you can make your strength roll with advantage okay so i just rolled a 17. pull yourself for strength yep roll with advantage is it saving throw or just a saving throw instead of the one 12 and 14 there you go 14 plus 6 20. Okay, 20. So it starts to pull you, and you start to just grabbing the rope, 
you start to take the next step out, your foot coming free, and that's your turn, Atlas. Alright. Can I like, do, like, can I feel this thing? Like, is it, is it just, like, is it incorporeal, or is it like actually like? It's like, it's weirdly, it's there. There is like a solid. Does it look like it's it. tethered to the wall at all? Uh, no, no, no. This no. Um, go ahead and make a perception roll. Eleven. Eleven. Not the one that's holding you, but that's because it's actually in the wall right now. You do notice there's a faint line of shadow that kind of goes to the to the specter that's in front of you, that is forming the shadow in front of Clive. But there's a line somewhere. There is a line, a shadow line that attaches to the wall. All right, I'm going to cut the line. All right. Yeah. So I want you to make an attack roll on the line. Reckless. Reckless yeah. attack roll. I'm not ready. Sixteen plus six, five. Sixteen plus six. Yeah. 22. 22. So you go ahead and you slam your axe down. Roll for damage on that. So. A plus 5, 13. 13? Okay. You watch as the line just kind of. For a second, you hit just nothing. And then suddenly there's this thin little just tether. And you watch as it just rips just a little bit. And this blue energy starts to kind of suffice and come out from it. And that's when you hear more of those burbles of voices. Help me, help us, help us, help us, no, don't take me. And it just gets a little bit louder. Atlas, please roll initiative. Natural 20. This one, 21. All right. You get to go first with a natural 20. Okay. And then pick one other person to go after you. I'll let can I go? Can I go after? All right. So, Alice, you get the initiative on this. The creature is just trying to pull you through while the other one's sparring with Clive. All right. The one that I already seem to like, like it's like ripping, right? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna do a full D and D thing and just can I like try to just grab it and like tear it apart, like tear the rest of it because it's like already tearing. Just pull it. Yeah, you can try to make a strength roll on it for right. sure. I'm going to be raging All right. at this point now. So then I'm going to say go ahead and make make a uh, athletics roll on that. Athletics? Yeah. What is that line for? Do we know? Well, it's attached to the wall and it's attached to the specter. I don't think we know exactly what it is. That is a 16. 16? Yes. Okay, so 16 plus... Plus six, six. 22. All right, 22. That's a hit. Damage. Oh, wait, you know, you're actually I'm just trying sorry, to you're carrying it. it. That's yeah. right. So you grab it and you start to oh, and it seems to resist and it rips just a little bit more and more of those like um, blue energy comes out. What's nice about you grabbing it though is it's solid and Suddenly, as the creature is about to lunge at uh, Clive, it kind of falters for a second. As it's now being anchored by you. Your turn. I'd like to ray a frost. Okay. Um, so you're still scepters, and but if I can also, yeah, this, that that thing first, and then I'll dress the line. Okay, so you're still kind of halfway in the hole, raising your hand. Yeah. That's an eleven. 
All right, so your Ray of Frost, because of the angle, I'm gonna say it shoots and hits the wall. The moment it hits the wall, there's just this ever-impressive voice that's just pushing in at you. I need you to make a charisma roll. Saving throw. That was a uh, 18. Okay. And you turn away. The voice is snapping off. I'm trying to go down. Okay, so you start to get my shoulder out. Yeah, you pull yourself out. Go ahead and make an acrobatics check as you're, like, stuck. That is a... Four. So you go... Oh, you realize you're stuck. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a problem. Okay. There's nothing else I can do. So, the specter now that is being held by Atlas, it turns away from Clyde, looking around onto Atlas. It reaches both hands up to try and grab him. It grabs a hold of you, Atlas. That is 10 points of damage. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. As you see this, like... <laughs> It puts a what kind of damage? Necrotic. Oh. Constitution. Oh, six plus, what is this? Four, ten. All right, so you, okay. You make your saving throw. And well, I'm at... Now the specter behind you reaches out for you again, Atlas, and I need you to make... I need you to make a strength saving throw as it's trying to pull you back in. All right, because I am raging. I do have advantage on all right, it just got 22. Oh. I have advantage, so okay, that's 20. Plus six. Ah, uh, okay. 20. It grabs you, as you're taking another step forward, grabs you by the hem of your of your jacket and pulls you, and you just like, as you get pulled halfway into the wall again. And you guys watch as he becomes shadow. All right, Clive, you're up. Uh, picking up on what... Atlas uh, noticed I'm going to pull out one of my butterfly blades and try to slice the rest of the tether. Okay, so go ahead and make that roll. What? <laughs> 19. 19. You hit. Five points of damage. How do you want to break the tether? I'm just going to I have no time to waste, and I'm just going to go cut it. So it's a super clean. You pull the butterfly blade out, and it just twirls two times. From, like, almost just, like, the hilt, the blade comes out of it. He just... And you guys watch as the... As soon as the tether breaks, blue energy just arcs out. And as the specter looks at you, looks down, you hear the voices. Help us! Help us! Help us! And you watch as the feet of the specter start to become solid again. And it just starts to crawl up the body. And as the person, it becomes a person. Except once it hits the face, you can see multiple faces. Almost like looking at a hologramic hologram image yeah. that's kind of shifting whenever it moves, just like and when it and when it says help, it's just like help, help, help. into various pitches and tones, and it takes one step forward towards you, Clive, and it stumbles to the ground and just becomes an ashy residue of bluish energy, and that, for the first time, opens up your vision, full vision of the wall, and I need you to make a charisma saving throw. 
my god, I just Man, you love rolling under there. I got a four. Four. Yeah. Five. Join us, Clyde. Join us, Clyde. Join us, Clyde. And you take one step forward towards it. So five feet. Now, am I still... Uh, am I consciously aware of the fact that I'm, being, that I'm walking towards the wall? Like, can I still do something else? No, this is a tra- this charm effect. It's, okay. Yeah, you are, like, in guise and rapture of it. So I just kind of drop my arms and just stare blankly at the wall. Atlas, you're up. Do I notice that he starts to kind of... Oh, yeah, because he went from, like, very, like, intentional to slack-jawed, uh, almost, like, kind of, like, drool kind of coming down the side of his face, eyes going wide, and he takes a step forward. Uh, but it's not like he's coming towards you. He's going past you. Okay, so I'm just going to grab him, like, like, just grip a hold of him, and jump out the hole. Okay. So I need you, as you grab a hold of him, I need you to make another strength saving throw to break... Like the grasp. That is a 20 for me. 18 plus 6, 24. All right. You rip the hand free and you take a step forward. Grabbing Clive, you can move half your speed forward with him. So it's Does that have to get up, jump out the hole? No, where the where the actual break is and the, like the crevices, that's where the hole is. So McKenna would be oh. right actually in the middle. Oh. I'm currently blocking it. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Sorry. Okay. I sorry, I misinterpreted this like the thing for the hole. Um, so I'm going to actually I'm still grabbing him, doing all that. Yep. And then I'm just gonna try to like bonk him on the head. Not enough to like damage him, but like wake him up a little. <laughs> Alright. We'll say that's your Okay. So you're just gonna make an unarmed attack on him. Unarmed? Yeah. You're bonking him on the head. Trying Sorry. to snap him out of it. Unarmed. I still have... So 15 plus 6, 20... Alright, that's a hit. So we'll just say it's one point of damage. Clive, go ahead and I want you to go ahead and make your saving throw again. Uh, constitution? Uh, charisma. Uh, that's gonna be a 10. Suddenly, you break free. Ugh. And you feel Atlas's arms. Ugh. Oh, what was that? Oh, thank you, Atlas. I'm trying to get out of the hole. Go ahead and make an acrobatic check. That was a 19. So, McKenna, you finally, as you're stuck in the crevice, you finally, with one big, almost like, snort out of your trunk, just... <laughs> and get down. <laughs> as I'm going down, how does Atlas look? Like, health-wise? Strongest man in the universe. Atlas looks confident, but definitely. Um, I'm looking pretty beat up. Okay. Still like being able to walk normally and everything, but pretty hammered. Cool. Okay. okay. Good to be aware of. Will you please, Clive, roll initiative? Six. Atlas, you're up. Turn. Yep. With Clive still in my in my arms, holding him like my own child. I'm going to, like, start rushing towards the hole and just jump out. All right, so taking him, you jump down through the hole, and you, with Clive, drag him with, and you both crash into the bottom, like, on top of McKenna, who's just 
basically like climb down the rubble. You guys find yourself at the base just as like you're looking back and you can see the specter trying to pull itself back out of the wall. McKenna, you're up. What do you want to do? I'm grabbing one of the grenades and just throwing it up. Okay, so uh, grabbing from they're down. yeah from the case that's open, you grab it. You following the same thing that you saw about like getting it linked to your neural link. You press the quick buttons, and you get ready to toss it. I need you to please go ahead and make the throw with disadvantage on the attack roll because you're throwing up and around. Oops! Oops! oops sorry. That's why we roll in the middle, right? With disadvantage. 15 and... Three. Okay. So you throw it. And suddenly, it just blows up. And there's just this... Clive, will you please roll a percentile die? This is going to show me where I got in the room. Die 10 die. Uh, it looks like it's 90, six. Is that 16? Oh, uh, it looks like 94. Alright, so 94%. Yeah. It suddenly blows up and there's this rocketing of of uh, noise of what seems to be like a collapse and you can hear part of the ceiling collapse and thankfully the ceiling doesn't collapse into the crevice. Alright. So, you guys are down below and you just hear this like ephemeral but you can't see what's going on. And that is Inspector's turn. Clive, you're up. Um, so we're all down on the floor below. How many? Wait, I have what? Three. Yeah. Three bombs left. You should have three left. All right. All right, guys. I'm gonna activate all three of these. Throw them up there, and we're gonna run. We're gonna run as fast as we can to get out of here. So he sets them all. Okay. Leaves it in the briefcase, closes the briefcase, tosses the whole brief- oh, briefcase up there. That is awesome. Go ahead and roll that with disadvantage, though. <laughs> that's awesome! I love how he's like disadvantage. That. He's like, that's so awesome. Uh, oh, good luck. What am I adding to that? Dex? Yes. I guess I'm just six. So, you guys, as he hits them all, beep, 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 closes it, there's the muffled. And like, as soon as it leaves my hand, I'm like, at least. Will you please roll me a percentile die? Uh, 35. There is a massive explosion. I need everyone to roll an initiative roll as you all just know to run. Three. 19. 11, 12. 17. The cavern ceiling goes and it suddenly just blows up, rock and rubble coming down, and everyone's below this as it crashes into all of you. I need everyone to make an acrobatic saving throw, or you can use another skill of choice if you can explain how you're going to try and dodge this rock ball. Athletics, because I'm just gonna try to just, like kind of like a sprinter, just like full bull rush. All right, okay. I'm gonna use wisdom um, because I'm wise enough to know how to get around this rubble coming down. Could I? Like, okay. I can kind of like 
look at the scenario and... I think that would be more survival. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to roll a survival check. All right. So both, everyone make your rolls. Would insight be an option? Insight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you use insight? Mm -hmm. I got a... I cannot think of anything in the world. Then roll survival. Okay. I got an unnatural 20. 17. 17. 17. So the rocks go... The air feels with, like, this just warmth and debris, rock, everything goes flying. It's it's hot. It's stinging into the back of your skin. There's a little bit of blood kind of coming down from where it pelts you. That is six points of damage to everyone as you all throw yourself out. Bludgeing damage if you're Three. raging. Yep. So, Cause it's, yeah, wait, just because it's less. How long has this lasted? And how long? How long has this lasted? No, I mean, how long is this, like, until we start running? Oh, until you start running? I would say, because it's 10 rounds, yeah, for Rage. I believe... So this fight's probably been about 40 seconds so far. Obviously, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's crazy. Yeah, okay. Three? Okay, so... You guys throw yourself to the ground at the the entrance from where... where uh, Crank ran, where you originally came... The smoke and the dust starts to settle. Everyone kind of catches their breath for a second. Did you do it? Uh, 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 let's just get out of here. While we're let's there, let's stick around here any longer. I'm gonna trumpet really loud in Alice's face because I'm so mad at him that he went up there. I have yeah. idea, how much how much of weight or bag, like amount did I get on the crystal? You got two handfuls, so we'll say that's probably about three pounds. Yes, I don't think you, you still have still have them somewhat. Um, there's a voice that calls out and goes, "You guys okay? Did you do it?" Crank can be seen kind of peering down the hallway. As the dust is starting to settle. Ion crystals, right? What are these? Are they unknown? No, they're the ion crystals. Okay. Well, it, appear, uh, it appears that uh, whatever was up there isn't coming after us now. But, like I said, I don't recommend us staying around here too long. Just make it back to the, back to the safe. Right before we start leaving, though, I will use a... Uh, one of my mid kids. Okay. If possible to patch myself up some. Okay. I don't know which hunt that keeps me going. First, let me get let me get back yeah, to Clive yeah, yeah. here. Uh, Crank kind of like has his attention kind of drawn as Atlas starts to work on his body. He goes, "Oh, is he okay?" And uh, then he looks back at you, Clive. He's and and so what so, happened? So yeah, so Clive was just like. Pieces of his clothes are like blown up and scorched, and you can see like sparks a little bit coming from like parts of his parts of his body. He's 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 pretty beaten up. He's limping, trying to limp as quickly as he can back towards uh, Crank. Crank comes forward and he goes, "No, no, 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 no! Oh, you guys did it!" He kind of catches you, puts an arm around you to help you. It's the least I can do. And then Clyde passes out. And Clive passes out into his arms. Crank kind of starts to bring him back to Atlas as Atlas is working on himself. And he goes, I think you got to work on this person. Kind of puts Clive down. He goes, wow, 
You guys really did it. God, I would have loved to see that wall, but... I wouldn't have loved to see that wall. He walks over, looks at the rubble, and looks down. There's, like, some shards of the axon crystal, and he kind of looks both ways, grabs someone, he doesn't know what he's looking, and pockets it. Turns around, as you're working on Clive, I'm assuming, Atlas. Are you patching him up? Yeah. Okay, so you start patching mm-hmm. Clive up. McKenna, you look back as Crank is starting to walk away from the rubble, and you see a dark shape move across the rocks, and it starts to peel itself from them. And a single hand reaches up and out towards the back of Crank. What do you do? I yell, Crank, run! I need you to roll an initiative roll. 19. Was it plus anything? What do I add? Whatever your initiative is. Uh, just 19. Alright. Crank goes, huh? And the hand snaps onto his back, and you just see as the flesh starts to go gray, and he just Can I throw a fireball at the thing? And you see, yes, you can. And you see as the flesh goes gray, ashy, red, and you see his eyes start to kind of change as this shadow starts to coalesce as it traveled through the rubble because the wall was not fully destroyed, most likely. And now as it's coming up out of the rubble, giving you a clear shot, go ahead. Um, that is a 19. Roll for damage. Damages. It is 1d10. Plus your? 6 plus 5, 11. So the fire. And that's where we'll call the game. No! Oh my gosh. And that, uh, that's how you do Star Wars, guys. That's how you do it. Thanks for joining in, everyone. We'll see you uh, next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.